that was the sound of a Mazda 787B driven by Johnny Herbert to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Mazda's win at Le Mans with a rotary engine car. statement for Gareth Jones on Speed Up, we would lose ourselves in the sounds of cars. So Zog and I have hoofed it out of our tent at the Porsche Curb, and we're hiking it up to the hill as quick as we can to see if we can hear this out here in the wind, and see if I can capture that sound for you guys. Hey Zog, how's Le Mans going for you so far then? Pretty well so far, pretty well so far. And we haven't even got to the race yet? No, still three hours to go, but uh, I think we're in good shape. You've got to move decisively, I think, to choose what you want to happen at the start of Le Mans. And what's your preference for the start of the race? Well, I'm a little bit torn between the start-finish straight, which is always good, but can be quite busy and a little bit hard to find a good spot on. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a battle in there. Yeah, it's uh, a fantastic atmosphere and, you know... Where better to be at the start of the race than the start-finish line? The other option? Uh, or maybe Porsche Curves, actually. Yeah, yeah. That would be exciting to see them come through here all you in know, the same space. Uh, yeah, yeah, end of the first lap. Watch out for the truck. And I'm also thinking about the practicalities, you know, which you, which you, which you have to do, uh, do at Le Mans. And, you know, I'm thinking that those are basically our easiest watching options. Porsche Curves right around the corner from the tent. That's where we're camping. As you know, we're literally at the Porsche Curves. But to get access to the circuit, you have to come out of the campsite and walk this distance that you've just walked with us. That's the time it's taken us to get from our tent to this little yeah. ramp, which will get us up. Yeah, we've got to listen now. Listen, you'll probably hear the French PA. We're looking for the sound of a unique, very high-pitched whine, let's hope. Do you know what? This is a bit like being a bird spotter, isn't it? You know, you can hear this. Twitcher. In, yeah, a twitcher. The way I responded to that Aston Martin, I went very quiet. You know, boy, we're very lucky to see this. You know, I'm genuinely, I'm so excited and talking very quiet. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you're not really going to frighten off the Aston Martin. <laughs> oh, it's a delicate well, that, bird, the that's Martin. Been, that's been nervous, master over there. Oh, right now, then. See people walking away, man. I'm just worried about. We've made it to the top of the hill. <laughs> the sound of Danish coughing, and we wait. I can hear something in the distance. I'll be quiet. Let's see. Here he comes. That's what the sound of a rotary engine at probably eight-tenths, seven-tenths sounds like going through the Porsche curves at, uh, what time is it now? Uh, Ten to one, Sunday afternoon. The great race starts in two hours. When we've sorted a spot, we'll be there, and you'll be there with us. You're listening to the sound of the cars going through the Porsche curves as they line up for the grid for the start of the race. Here we go. Two Peugeot, a rebellion Toyota, and the first of the LMP2 cars. Because another LMP2 car. Number 15. 
the second of the two rebellions and the number eight Peugeot. Five LMP2 cars. Here come the GTEs, I guess now. I oh, know another LMP2. That's a Judd BMW engine. First of those two was the Aston, the straight six, double nine. Another LMP2. The second one was, uh, what was that? BMW. That was Fizzy's Ferrari, popping and crackling, fizzing away. Second of the BMW V8s. Another LMP2. Gulf colours. There seem to be loads of cars in the orange and blue this year. <laughs> Waiting for the Porsche 911s. Can you identify them, Zog? Some of them, maybe. I'm looking out for the flying lizard. Here comes the Corvette. Ford GT, isn't that the entire field? I think so, yeah. Uh, that looked like the uh, the last of the cars. That was the Felbermeyer Porsche, was it? I'm not sure of the uh, GTM guys. Oh, here we go. There's another car approaching. It's a Ferrari and a Corvette. the crown car on the number 50 Corvette Ferrari though that of course the Lotuses the two Lotuses that was the second of the two Lotuses and there's the Ratley old GT I, I just thinking we hadn't seen the Jet Alliance yeah. Lotuses yet ok let's go through the field we've decided where we're going to watch the race from and of course we've decided who we're going to follow in the race so let's just bang through it we're going to keep talking until 24 minutes before the start of the 24 hours okay so that gives us something like four minutes to talk about this here we go okay i'll start of the three audis i'm going for the christiansen capello mcnish audi the number three you yeah me too of course i'd love to see uh, alan mcnish win it again and i'm a big fan of the dream team capello yeah mcnish yeah. Tom christiansen he's got what eight wins let's yeah. see if he can do so it again this, this will be nice yeah and yeah. they've got as good a chance as anybody okay the next car i've chosen in lmp1 is the number seven Peugeot. 
Anthony Davidson, Mark Janay and Alexander Verts. Obviously because we like Anthony Davidson. Yeah, and, and again, that's my pick of the Peugeots. For the same reason. I'm an Anthony Davidson fan, Alex Verts as well, so uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see them. I have to uh, say, I'm also well. watching the number 10 Team Orica Matmut Peugeot, last year's 908 HDI FAP, because this is one of the A1 GP cars in the race, if you like. Nicolas Lapierre, who won it for France in the first year of A1 GP, who I know. Luc Duval, who is the driver for, I think, the second and third year, the number two driver. And someone called Olivier Panis, a young... Oh, Olivier Panis, yeah, young lad. Yeah, I think I remember yeah. him. Yeah. You're up and coming, yeah. so a soft spot for that car as well. You know, they were the last Peugeot running last year, that car. And I think that was a cruel race last year. It okay, was, yeah, yeah. You got another one? I've got another uh, one. Yeah, well, I'm going for one more. The number 22, Lola Aston Martin, Cronus Racing, Vanina X, uh, Maxime Martin and Baz Landers. For obvious Vanina. reasons. Yep. Uh, well, and also because it's a Lola Aston Martin. <laughs> There was a wonderful moment just before the start of the race when Vanina, who you know I adore, was interviewed by one of the pit crew on Radio Le Mans. And in the background, Le Marseillais was playing the French national anthem. You could hear it. And she was interviewed and they asked, how on earth do you fit in the car, the same car as Baz Linders? As Baz Linders? When you're so small and, you know, he's so tall. She says, yes, it is a problem whatever car I am in, but uh, I have a big insert. I'm glad you reminded me. Yes, yes. That's a powerful image. <laughs> OK, curious about the... You've got uh, one more, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, I have. Uh, I'm curious about the Aston Martins, you yeah. see. I, simply because Andy Mayrick's in there, and he's the Welsh entry. He's born in Chester, but North Walian, and I've had contact with him recently. So even though I don't think these cars stand a snowball in hell's chance, nope. I, I wish Andy well with Harold Premat and Adrian Fernandez, who I used to enjoy in Champ Cars or Cart many years ago. So that's the 009. Aston Martin I'm watching anything else on this page oh yes in P2 I'm looking at the RML HPD driven by Mike Newton Thomas Erdush and Ben Collins he's got a very good Erdush number hasn't he <laughs> and 42 Stracker Racing with Nick Leventis Danny Watts and Johnny Kane and in case it hasn't made your attention yet that number 36 RML car which is a very good chassis and a very good engine is driven by Ben Collins, the previous stick. Absolutely, yep, yep. And of course, we just point out that that Stracker Racing have the best number on the grid, 42. That's a big Porsche number for you, isn't it? 42, no? No, it's a big uh, Douglas Adams number. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, of course, yes, 42. Johnny Kane, who's racing, uh, and Danny Watts, who've both raced in A1GP as well. Okay, let's dismiss that lot. I'm watching Vanina, of course, the number 22 car. Okay, in GTE. we both agree. Oh, lovely. Yeah, we're both going for 51. Giancarlo Fisichella. Uh, Giancarlo Fisichella's AF course uh, Ferrari 458. Excellent. It's their second year at this, and Tony Volanda, Gian Maria Bruni shares that car, who I knew in British Formula 3 back in the early 12th century. So I'm watching Bruni. Andy Prio will be in the fully cloaked BMW, won't he? The one that's completely uh, the, invisible. Yeah, uh, the stealth BMW, indeed. Um, OK, my next one is number 65. Yeah, the Jet Alliance Lotus Evora. What do they call it? The Lotus Evora GT? They don't, just the Lotus Evora. John Herschel, is it? Or Hersh- Hershey. Hershey. James Rossiter. 
My God, James Rossiter. My God, Miss Jones, I'm in a lotus. And my mate Johnny Molan, who's driving that car, so I wish them enormous luck in the race and that towing towing the water. It's a tough old ask, isn't it, to make that Evora go around here? Yeah, and they haven't made a great slot in qualifying, so... uh, uh, But they'll learn a lot. If they can afford to do it, they will. Okay, you've picked an Aston Martin in um, GTE as well. I'm going for the number 79 Jota Aston Martin. Sam Hancock, Simon Dolan, Chris Bunkham. Not least because I play poker with Sam Hancock's cousin, so he's part of our. Well, that's, uh, that's crew, as good so. a reason as any. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's in golf colours. I, I always like a car in golf colours, but there are too many golf livery cars in this race to pick favourites just on that basis. But the Astons sound good. That Aston really yeah, they do. does sound good. They do. Okay, we've got one more each. Tell me your uh, last in one. In DTM, I'm going for the Flying Lizards car, 81. Seth Neiman, Darren Law, Spencer Pumpley. Simply because you're a fan of electronic music of that period. Um, and Flying Lizards, yes. Yeah. And my last car is driven by David Robertson, Andrea Robertson and David Murray. It's the Robertson Racing, no surprise there, Ford GT, the number 68 car. It doesn't go quick, it doesn't sound great. That's my Minardi <laughs> of this race series. Because it is an entire series in a day, isn't it? Yeah, it's a whole F1 season in 24 hours. And we are, would you believe, 23 minutes away from the start of the 24 hours. <laughs> A moment ago, the French National Air Display team flew over. They fly Alpha jets and they trailed a red, white and blue smoke behind them. It was a wonderful moment. There was a genuine rush of excitement through the 3,000 people, perhaps either side of me, sat on fold-out lightweight camping chairs with hats on, bags at the feet with supplies of food and fuel and batteries for the entire race and some all-weather gear because this is a long race and so the chances of there being some moisture in the air while you're out watching the whole thing is pretty high. Now, I heard a moment ago on Radio Le Mans that the cars have left the start-finish straight on the parade lap. So you'll hear them all together at about 50% throttle, I would imagine, maybe a bit less. They'll all come past very close. We'll hear that for the first time in a moment. It's about four minutes to the start of the race. Just hearing who the drivers are who are going to start the race. In the number two Audi, it's Bernard Trullier driving the fastest car, followed by Timo Bernhard in the number one Audi, and then the number nine Peugeot, which will be driven by Sebastian Bourdais to start the race. A helicopter's taken its position almost directly above us. So there's clearly a camera watching the cars coming down the straight, which will bring them into the Porsche curves. People around me are starting to stand up now and blow their noses. It's a red Audi safety car with blue lights, and here they are. The number two Audi. As everybody stands up, they're going quite slowly. The number one Audi. The number nine, Peugeot. The number eight. Number three, seven. The 
55 of the most heroic race cars you'll ever see and a couple of safety cars head round to the Ford Curves to take their place on the start-finish straight to start the 79th running of the 24 Hours Dumont. Next time you hear those cars coming by, they'll be at full chat and a bit. Listening to Radio Le Mans, I hear the very excitable John Hindoff reporting that Alan McNish is already gained at least two places and he's treating this like a bit of a sprint race. So the order of the cars as they come by, I'm only going to tell you after they've gone by. We'll listen to the cars. McNish and Montani are battling. Can't hear them in the distance just yet. Is McNish mad? Sog, racing like a madman in the first He's just very good. (laughs) A Danish chap sitting alongside us with a Capello Christensen McNish Audi cap agrees McNish is a bit mad. Good lad. Here they come. (laughs) Number two. One, eight, three, nine, seven. There they were. That's Vanina's car. Number 22 sings the beat song. That was the new Aston Martin 009. That There's your pick and mix audio of Ferraris, Porsches, Corvettes, Aston Martins. More Porsches, Corvettes. God. Another Ferrari and uh, the Ford GT and the Lotus Evora. Flames coming out the back of the Evora. Here's the second one, the number 64 car. Lovely. Le Mans well underway. Good, eh, Zog? Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this in stereo, you'll hear there's a bit of reverb on what you're hearing. Can you hear the the PA? And the cars echoing as they go down the start-finish straight at Le Mans, because that's where we are now. We've come to join Richard Porter, who is, as usual, ensconced in the Audi press box right above the pit garages. Nice place, this, isn't it? We like it here. (laughs) As usual. Sometimes I come here when there's not even a race on and just hang out. (laughs) Rather lonely, but I like it there. But you can find solace in these moments in this cathedral of emptiness. It's a sort of Proustian moment, a remembrance of times past. And we've had some some fine times not just here but all over this track and now we're having another one here we go here we go right we are four hours and five minutes into the race with the only four hours in yeah yeah we got another 20 to go we're just skimming the surface (laughs) here's Zog with the top three Matilde is first then it's the number seven Peugeot the Davidson car third is the number nine Peugeot 
then the number eight, and then bring up the rear of that pack. There's the one remaining Audi, number one. Dun, dun, dun. It's high drama here. Once again, the bitter, bitter race that is Le Mans has taken out Alan McNish in the first, how many laps was it? Must have been about, what, 13, 14, something yeah, like that? It, was, it wasn't very long into the race, and... Audi hospitality when that happened. So, what was the reaction? It was a sharp intake of breath, and then everyone was on their feet and in a sort of odd shock. Because I guess by the time you hear this, you'll have probably seen the accident. As we speak, apparently McNish has been taken to the hospital to be checked out, but he seems all signs point to him being fine, and we hope so. But it was one hell of a smash, and the car was on its side and. I was saying to Zog before we switched the microphone on that they showed us some footage while the safety car was out. They put a tarpaulin over the wreckage. The wreckage looked about the size of a rucksack because so much had been knocked off the car. It was just this tiny... Basically, it was just the central cell which clearly did its job but the fact that it was on its side meant he couldn't get the door open so they had to push it up right way up again and then haul him out and he managed to basically get out under his own steam and at that point people in the Audi hospitality up by the Dunlop Bridge had uh, sat down again everyone was on their feet applauding and it's difficult because there's a lot of people there who seem to know him personally and know his wife and his kids and stuff so it was doubly gut-wrenching for them but we haven't had a really massive smash here for a while so when you see one it's the speed that car carried across the gravel I mean the gravel seemed to do nothing because it just skipped like a skimming stone across the top of it these are big heavy cars they will go a lot further before they come to rest because of the simple laws of physics you know it's It's worth saying as well as far as we know that the only injury to any of the photographers who are behind the barrier is one of them's broken his thumb I mean that's a bloody miracle as well because there were bits flying off that car a wheel came loose and was bouncing around all over the place so it's a testament to the safety of the car but it's also a testament to sheer good luck and to the gods smiling upon Le Mans because uh, that could have been really horrible and as it is we now know that it wasn't so yeah high drama high drama we're going to stick with it we're going to hover over the pits and smell the brake pads because you can you're that close to it we're on the second floor the pits are on the ground floor so there's a bit of an awning that we look over and you'll hear it but first I think I might have a beer that's a good idea. I think that's well, a, a good plan. Like yes. a fantastic I recommend idea it to me. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, or follow us on Twitter, go to GarethJones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs>